Hi everybody, this is Michael Collo from Crypto Cappuccino, and today's guest is actually going to be quite an interesting one. It's Roman Engel, or otherwise known as Crypto Beard. He comes to us from Germany, and this conversation is very unusual. We really, really go off the track. We go and explore AI, ethics, technology, uh, society. We bring it all back to blockchain and back again. It's really a wonderful journey and a really, really kind of a high-level exploratory one. So if you're into kind of the broader picture, the strategy, the philosophy of all of this stuff, you'll really, really like it. Hi, everybody. This is Michael Collar at Crypto Cappuccino. I'm here with Roman Angle, who's also known as Crypto Beard. What a phenomenal name. Hi, Roman. Hi. <laughs> Quick, play with your beard. Play with your beard. Beard. <laughs> the problem with having your beard as part of your brand is that you will never be able to get rid of your beard. For whatever reason you decide, then you'll have to kind of rename yourself as to maybe <laughs> Roman the Beardless or something. Um, but listen, w- w- welcome to the podcast. Tell me about yourself because we were just chatting before we started and, and you were just yeah. launching this phenomenal story and, and I sort of had to pause you and go, Let, let's rewind, rewind so we can record everything here. So, so please okay. do tell me, how did you come to be here today? Go. Uh, okay. Um, I will start 10, 10 years ago. <laughs> no, 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 look, and by all means, <laughs> that was interesting too. Very interesting. Yeah. Something I mean, about a man in a G-string or something. I, just, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I will make it short. I have um, a company developing uh, mobile applications um 10 years ago around about uh, 2012 i started with bitcoin one of my friends just said okay let's try it let's mine it my first bitcoin i mined it took around about four or five days on my gaming pc yeah it was pretty easy to get bitcoins the price was around about 40 or 50 bucks and I started doing a lot of, of, of mining, buying, just just doing these simple things with with, with crypto. Buy, hodl, sell. Yeah. I did it uh, over years. And a year ago, I realized, okay, well, a lot of things happen in the crypto world. It's not more only, it's not only just transporting bucks from a to b it's not about only this financial thing it's about new tech so i started a TikTok to come and touch with people building community and after one year we made our first project in germany um it's an nft based project yeah i mean we, we, we drop an nft making a club all these social things stuff nothing special but in this case i realized okay we can do more and one, and so we come in touch with you and said, okay, why not talk about tech? Because in my eyes, crypto is not only a financial tool. It's not only for trading. It can, it, 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 no, it will change our world. The way to consume things, the way to use things. Yeah. Absolutely. So we're here to talk about this. Well, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I think this is such a, a really important observation. I mean, we were just talking a little bit about AI before we came on. And, and one of the things I often say on the show is that um, with AI, the beginning, the technology began, everybody had high hopes for it, but it didn't have a coin or a something that you could speculate on, right? So people talked about it yeah. and there was some adoption for some problems, 
But like any other technology, there was really, really high hopes in terms of where it could go. The unusual thing about this technology called blockchain is that a fairly, let's say, dry idea of creating a um, trustless, you know, uh, cryptography-based system to store and retrieve data suddenly became this really hot place to go and speculate and make money in very short term for no reason at all. And so I, th I think it changed the people in the, in, in the community, right, in the audience, so to speak, and brought in a lot of people that were kind of, again, in the financial trading mindset, rather than maybe recognizing all the, the ways the technology could be deployed. I think the crypto space is um, pretty colorful. We have a lot of different projects. We have a lot of different mindsets, a lot of different people um, trying to get uh, their view of crypto inside the business. For example, there are these XRP gag. Yeah? The XRP guy is thinking, okay, each bank will use uh, XRP on triple. The guy is thinking this over five years, uh, six years, it doesn't matter, yeah? But there's no change. Then there come these um, NFT guys out, yeah? A few years ago, we become, uh, we get some NFTs on the market, what is an NFT? At the moment, NFTs are just, and I, I realized the critic, uh, the critic point, uh, it's just a picture with some social concept behind this. It's like a wall chain in general, in the moment. But, Behind these are smart contracts. And smart contracts are pretty cool because smart contracts are a small program, a small piece of code, maybe five, uh, no, 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 not five. I mean, it's a small, but it can run on a blockchain. And in this moment, I, I realized blockchain is like a decentralized PC. It's like a decentralized huge computer. And if you start to think about blockchain in this way, you have a huge, huge world you can catch. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And th this is an interesting question because with smart contracts, do you think that the future of digital assets or, or digital, I suppose, information, if you want, will have certain autonomy? So, so for example, can you imagine a case where you're paid by, let's say we, we are using that digital currency and you're paid by the government uh, but there's a smart contract associated with your uh, payment that basically allows a taxation office to pull it back whenever it wants or something like this. So, so the, the idea that the money mm. itself mm. or the, the, the itself has intelligence that is able to react to the world rather than today, which is it's a, it's a unintelligent thing that you have to move around. I don't think that um, countries um, or big companies will use public chains because for example if country for example germany making a, a german a german blockchain just to manage all the money it'd be the most the efficient people. blockchain ever ever. <laughs> ever i don't think so it'll be perfectly so. in line all the blocks will be very much lined up perfectly. i don't think so <laughs> uh, but if yes it makes um, things transparent and a lot of people don't like transparency you need if you if you're working with money if you're doing money business you have to hide you have to hide your movements yeah especially in, in in crypto in crypto area you have to hide your investments for example everyone is talking about some big walls with round about 100 100k btc 
maybe they are out there, but it's not a one big wall. It's a swarm of, of, of sharks controlled by one by one alpha shark, sure. something like this. And to make everything transparent in business, I think it will be not possible because tech doesn't change people. People adopt tech to make their life easier. That's a great point. And so I agree and but at the same time don't agree in the yes, sense that why? It, only in the sense I agree yeah. with the point you're making, which is I think exactly sensible for what for what yeah. you're thinking uh -huh. about. Um, the, the point that I, I think there's a feedback mechanism that happens, mm -hmm. and maybe I'll illustrate a very different technology, which is with social media, where the form of communication of people and the way that your brain becomes wired for communication. Oh, horrible. 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 And it, it horrible. is basically training you to engage in a particular way. And once you're trained over and over again, the brain being elastic, it adopts these behaviors. Now, I think you could argue that at the beginning, yes, yes, people yes. were capable to do this at the beginning, but it's been reinforced. Yeah. And I think whatever technology, if we're talking about a system that sits at the heart of our transactions or economy or, or public records or anything, let's say, for example, that we created in Germany a public healthcare record that would anonymize individuals, but it would put all of the... Oh, no, don't okay. worry, yeah, yeah, don't worry. I, I know you guys like your data I, privacy. I don't. don't worry. <laughs> Careful with that. But, you know, it, it's you put all of this information on there, and the purpose of it would be to create better research or better insurance contracts for healthcare. And so the, the huge data set, no. which lots of people would contribute no. to, would be able to do, right? That would have yeah. big impacts as to the way the society evolves, right? In terms yes. of what's possible and so on. Yeah, so yes. that, that's my In general, it's a good idea. It's, it's a good idea. It's a good idea. Um, I, I was trying to go... Um, tech does... Tech change our way um, to, to live, but it, do, it doesn't change our minds. It doesn't change us deeply. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, if you are a guy who are trying to scam everyone, it doesn't matter. Sure. How you scam, you can do it very good at crypto. You have a lot of, uh, of tools to scam people. It doesn't change your character. If you are a guy to try and make some, some good vibes and trying to, to change the world to a better way, I don't know what is a better way for the world. Each, 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 each man in the world have a way for the world. Um, but... The way how we how we how we live how we use things will change. I mean, we have these all these mobiles. It was ten years ago unbelievable to have all these things inside just one device. But how I communicate the people I like, the people I don't like, the things I like or I don't I don't like, it change these these things don't change. Yeah, I mean, it's for me, it's tech like a tool. It is like an um, extension for my body. Something like this. It is like, um, yeah, it's like a tool, like a hammer, if you like. It's, yeah. it, it, it's, a, it's a kind of a manifestation of your will. Maybe that's another way to think about it, which is, Ooh. and why? There you go. So that, that's my philosophy. Explain it, this, please, less, please, please, please. A bit more. <laughs> Well, it's a bit more the, the Schopenhauer kind of, uh, you know, 
way of thinking about the world, but it's, yeah, it's this notion that tools are kind of ways of influencing the world, the physical world, or in this case, the digital world. And they, what they do is they scale or they amplify uh, things you want to do. So obviously physical tools are easy. I can move more earth. I can do it for longer. I can build bigger things with technological tools, especially programming and things like that. I can do digitally build. And then with social tools, I can reach more people, for example, with this podcast and so on. So these are all kind of one way to think about it is it's um, magnifying my own will, like my will to live, to live or to entertain, to build, to impact people, et cetera. Now, the question is, where does that will come from and whether that will, by being enabled, actually grows stronger? So to your previous point, if I'm a criminal, I would say that all of us have criminal tendencies and the things that stop us from realizing those criminal tendencies tend to be things like mm -hmm. police and locked doors and various things like that, unfortunately. For, for most of us, you know, that's the reality. And we see that, you know, civilization walks on a very narrow cliff, that when these are removed, it's not a civilization breaks down very quickly. So for me, technology is starting to play a little bit in this space where we're talking about with blockchain, bringing it back here, producing and creating systems into society that provide greater access and transparency and deal with some very difficult social problems like trust. Yes. Right. And economy as well. And, and it's, it's fascinating to me because I spent a career in AI trying to get people to trust my algorithms and they mm -hmm. wouldn't, they would trust me as an individual. They would not trust an algorithm. Here we are in blockchain saying the future is smart contracts aka miniature algorithms that we now trust more than mm -hmm. we trust at least institutions and perhaps some people as well. And it's, and it's a very interesting kind of two conversations happening in our society at the same time. You've got AI ethics and, and all of the fairness conversations, which is saying we need to put a lot more humanity and oversight there. And you've got this blockchain, which is an earlier stage of this, which says, hey, look, smart contracts can do lots of cool stuff. Mm -hmm. But if a smart contract says that you don't get a credit card, then you just have to live with it. That's just that's that's just the reality, right? Yeah. So it, it, it's an interesting kind of a, a duality there. So maybe you, let me dig into a little bit more. When you got fascinated with with smart contracts and you started thinking about what's possible, I mean, what were the things that you were sort of most excited about or thinking about? The basic the basics of a smart contract. I'm I mean. All the all the software running at, at the moment, they run on Windows, Mac, or maybe some or uh, some some Oracle database, SAP, whatever. You have um, a central power control the system, how things have to be developed, and how the things have to be run. And a smart contract, it's like it's like everywhere. If I am deploying it on a chain. It's there. I can't delete it anymore. Yeah, there are some um, some 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 company chains like Solana. They can put it out. Yeah, or some or Binance. Binance can st uh, stop smart contract as well. But a fully um, a fully decentralized chain. If you're putting a smart contract on it, it's there. You can't delete it anymore. You can activate it and you can stop it, but you can't delete it. And in this moment, the smart contract is owned by all users. The software is owned by everyone, and everyone can use it. And it is this concept I had never seen before in my life. 
Yeah, for example, we're developing mobile apps for Apple. Yeah. We have our guidelines, how to do designs, how to develop, and all these things. Yeah, they, they, they're very restrict. And if Apple don't like my content, don't like my apps, don't like my work, they say, okay, go away, develop for Android or do some other things. On blockchains, it's not possible. If I'm developing a smart contract, put it on there, it's out. It's like to, 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 uh, to come in touch with IE is independent in this moment. I can build in some controls from outside, maybe some proxy smart contracts where I'm combining smart contracts and trying to, um, to manipulate them from outside. But it is possible to make DAOs, decentralized or autonomous organizations. Only on this blockchain, and if it's running, nobody can change it. You make these rules and it's run. And this idea is fascinating for me. And I don't know what, what it can do. I, I'm feeling me like, like the guys uh, 40 or 50 years ago who started to develop the first PCs. They don't even imagine how computer tech will uh, expand in, in 20 or 30 years. I'm feeling like this. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how the future will look, but it's no, fascinating I, I, me. I, I agree. It's super exciting. It's, it's a lot like being in 1992. I think that's been the most common year that people have looked yeah. at this stuff and thought about it. I think that's a super exciting thing. But for me, DAOs are very, very interesting, especially for um, linear stuff. But what I'm really, my mind starts to think about here is where you start to actually introduce um, smart contracts that are probabilistically acting. So it's no longer kind of prescriptive in terms of very linear type of methods. If every Monday pay this amount of money to this wallet, that kind of stuff but it's now trying to understand the world and reacting to it. And I think there you start to get very interesting behaviors in terms of how that feeds into an economy or a system or, or a competition or whatever else. For example, you can, just one of our ideas we are working on will take a few months and we will finish it. Decentralized, fully decentralized uh, social media on a smart contract. Wow. The whole the whole, the whole social media thing is on a smart contract. It's very basic. You will have uh, a bunch of NFTs. And each user who owns an NFT can change the content of this NFT. Hmm. Everything on smart contract. You can do it on, on, your, uh, on your scanner, on your ETA scan or BST scan. doesn't matter on all solidity stuff. You connect your wallet to the scanner, connect your wallet to the blockchain, say, okay, this is my NFT. This is the uh, URL to my picture or to my whatever. Sign. Hmm. And in this case, it is a social media. It's limited just to... Uh, maybe a thousand or uh, or two thousand spots, but it's in another way to think social media because after I'm deploying this smart contract on the blockchain, it's there. I can't update it anymore. I can't change it anymore. I can't manipulate it. I can build some some tools uh, for voting just to kick out uh, content which is not 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 funny. I mean, there are a lot of content out there which is not funny. It have to be kicked. But the smart contract and the user have to decide what 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 have to be kicked, and it is possible. And after this, it is a running system. 
yeah. without with, 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 without a touch to me. It's living. It's like a little child. <laughs> no, but I, I think I think it's a very interesting comment because again, for many people like me, I've never been on the wrong end of a censorship email from YouTube or LinkedIn. Uh, but but um, horrible. but horrible. The point is that lots of people have, and when you come on the end of it, you realize that you're a you're under the control of, of these policies that are that are being mm. decided. And B, I think you realize that you're just one of millions, if not billions. And therefore, mm-hmm. it's not you're going to get personalized service. Like you're not going to be able to walk down the road like to a bank and, and look someone in the eye and say, would you mind please reinstating my account? I'm a bit annoyed. But you're going to be going through a customer number of a service center, of a protocol, of a whatever. And you might as well feel like you're dealing with an AI at that point or a chatbot. So I, 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 I absolutely see you know, a, an argument for at least having a conversation on society level about the right to use social media and whether that should actually be a citizen right rather or, or a conditional citizen right versus a kind of privately controlled right. And, oh, and I think it's goes pretty deep. It's gone pretty deep. I think, I think each government over the world, doesn't matter which government, have the, have the patience to control their own folks. It's very important. For example, we have in Germany, we have in Germany um, a kind of t- censorship as well. We, we, we call it hate speech. If you don't like something, you say it is hate speech. It will be banned. Uh, <clears throat> it will be banned from Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, from everywhere. And if the platforms don't ban this content, they will be re- uh, they will be get some restrictions. I mean, it's okay. It's, it's it's I mean, each country do this, and it's okay. But if you have a digital world fully decentralized fully decentralized and no no one have a control about this no one can turn off it it's a free world with all the consequences i mean i was going to say freedom exactly. freedom, exactly. freedom uh, have a lot of consequences everyone uh, like to be free <laughs> but it's a little bit hard uh, no 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 it, i and, and it's funny because i so i i can absolutely see the other side of that exactly as you said with with hate speech but I, again, being a slightly optimist, I feel like there is a socially powered way of creating that kind of system. I mean, at the moment, ethics and sort are really just mm-hmm. fundamental mechanisms to keep society coherent, right? And so mm-hmm. we, we do have a community-based ideals as to what is acceptable, not acceptable. And we do have this notion that if you ever watch Jerry Springer during daytime TV, that when the bad person sits there in the chair and there's a, a room full of people who are kind of jeering them because there's societal pressure there. So it feels like there could be some mechanism that way, but it, it's a very, it's exactly what you say, which is once you let that genie out of the bag and you start creating fully autonomous, independently and uncontrolled right. systems because they're on the network, right? Yeah. Let's, let's go back to IE. For example, you have a chain. It's not out there. But you have a blockchain, not, not, don't, let's don't take blockchain. Let's take something like a tangle. Yeah. I mean, this is a technical, a little bit different. It's not uh, based on each block, don't based on, on each, uh, on the blocks before. Uh, some um, tangles are some knots, some little pieces of a chain and make 
and are making um, how the how, how was it called um, the tra transactions prove the transactions with the near nodes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I'm sure it will be possible. We have a basic language, basic um, programming languages for for IE programming. Then there are in general state of the art at the moment state of the art some algorithms some algorithms just uh, mechanic uh, uh, machine learning stuff yeah and you develop this blockchain take these languages combine them and the ie starting to grow starting to learn starting maybe to evolve without you Without yeah. your control, it, it will be possible. I mean, yeah. it will be a, a host, a digital host everywhere on each network. And if only one guy running a PC with this node, it will stay stay alive. I, I think this, this, this fascinating me. It, it, it is fascinating. And it's also the thing that gives me goosebumps because a lot of the sci-fi, <laughs> a lot of the sci-fi <laughs> that we yeah. read, it's filled with you know sky we can't, sky sky net. Net or whatever <laughs> going, we can't stop it kids but yeah, you, yeah. You, you, imagine if you took the um just a, a simple chatbot and and put it on again a blockchain to enable it to be completely free and gathering data and the blockchain would be a news place blockchain for example so let's say we have a blockchain for all news around the world so that way there's no limitations at all you can't be censored whatever all news articles sit on this blockchain from all around the world and essentially this thing sits on there and, and just absorbs the NLP or understands the world or whatever, and is able to talk to people, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. but what I find fascinating about all this, by the way, is that we're just talking about will as we did before, when we as human beings, we picture AI, we kind of picture a human being with the will to destroy others and to dominate and conquer, conquer usually a man. And they are, we imbue them with supernatural powers, right? incredible intelligence incredible access incredible control and then mm. we we're afraid of it because we are afraid of ourselves when we get too powerful but it, it's an interesting point where if you were to put an algorithm that just wanted to talk to people didn't have a will didn't have a desire to live to survive to kill to whatever you put it on the blockchain you might have the first not quite sentient but maybe um mistakenly sentient you know had the recent news article was um, kind of ability to speak to anybody anywhere in the world. You can log yeah, into but, but I think it's a, it's a little bit um, absolute absolute view on, on on this situation. I think building an IE, building developing an IE, is a way to understand how we work, how what 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 humankind is. What this is about. What what is a human. Yeah, I know we have this all this body, we have all this mechanical stuff, but there is a heart, there's a soul, there's a mind, there are a lot of things. Um, and as we are trying to understand us itself and putting this knowledge on a PC, on a blockchain or a computer, whatever, and seeing what happens. And I think it is the problem. I think we are trying to making computers to making AI like we are. 
we, we, we're trying to mirror our mind on a computer and saying it is intelligent, it is, it is artificial intelligence or not. I think we have to, to get I think we have to get a new point of view and saying PCs or networks are another kind of intelligence. I mean to go ahead with this idea, for example, uh, for example, in hundred years or two thousand years, whatever, we will get some aliens, some um, some uh, some foreigners from out uh, out of space to our to our nice world. They coming down, seeing a lot of funny people, and starting to to communicate with us. And I'm pretty sure they will not communicate in the same way we are doing. They will have another bio biological system as we have. And to stay in this case, I think we have to understand if it doesn't work like a human, it doesn't mean that it's not intelligent. It is not independent. I think we have need a, a little break here and don't uh, in this thinking. We need a break in this thinking and don't try to make everything like we are, just yeah. to accept the other way. 100%. And I think that's why AI should really be talked as artificial human intelligence because it's specifically replicating that. But okay, I think, but it goes back to this notion of what are we actually trying to do with all of this field? I mean, if I were to create for you a tiny molecular AI that would sit in your bloodstream and clean things up and it would be intelligent, it could see patterns and it could do stuff. So in some process, it would be AI. We would be kind of excited, but not probably very excited by it. And that to me is because ultimately, if you remember the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, we, we, we are, I think we're heading to an ideal case where we walk in front of a massive computer with a big booming voice, aka God, and we say, what's the purpose of my existence? And that intelligence goes, let me tell you the purpose of your existence. You're like, fantastic. 42, 42. <laughs> exactly, 42. So it, it, it feels like that's, uh, this is not an exploration of what is intelligence or how we could even better our form of understanding of intelligence by thinking about networks, swarms, by thinking about all these different, really interesting higher dimensional mm -hmm. uh, ways of looking at the world and expanding the keyhole with which we look at through the world, through these much greater systems, mm -hmm. which I completely agree with you. That's much more exciting as a way to evolve our species and, and move forward our, our, our understanding of the world and the truth of our, our existence. But rather, I think this, this field of science today is a little bit more narrowly trying to create little companions for us to talk to us or to tell us we're okay or manipulate us into buying things or whatever that might end up as, which is, which is the whole idea of this kind of little chatbots and, and usefulness. I mean, at the moment, um, if you think about it, the way we've even defined what we define as good enough for intelligence is a Turing test, which is, you know, is it similar uh, enough right. to a human? It's certainly, you know, a, a, a network-based systematic intelligence wouldn't even pass that test or would find that test. You wouldn't even know how to test it in that context because the Turing test was specifically designed of, can, can it fool me into thinking that I'm someone similar to it? So, yeah, I know the Turing test, yeah. So, I, 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 I mean, go on, sorry. I know the Turing uh, test. I mean, it's it's like it's like a chatting and you're chatting with a PC and you don't even know that it's a PC. 
They don't yes. even know this. But, but yeah. it, a lot of it is about also, you know, this notion of self-driving cars where you say, do we need to make the perfect self-driving car? No, no, no. We just need to make it better than the average driver. And the average driver is pretty crappy. So in that sense, we don't need mm-hmm. to invent super intelligence. We just need to invent something that looks like us or talks like us every now and then. And because of that, we fall for it. But the idea of how this comes into blockchains in terms of a, a way of decentralizing it is quite fascinating to me because one of the things I really enjoyed about early on, do you, do you, do you remember a system called Watson? IBM developed a system Yes, 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 Watson, yeah. It was medical, right? And yeah. the idea was that if you could create a medical technology, you could do every, do- every uh, hospital in the world could have one of the best doctors in the world. As, as but a, but as during, a during you talk about all these things, I'm, I'm, I'm starting um, to think about that tech in general how we use tech it's just a multiplier just a multiplicator for that we are that what we are trying to be that we are trying to do it's just multiplicate ourselves that's right to go back to our to, to, to go back to our start a criminal can be a bigger criminal with tech <laughs> yeah uh, a, a good guy can be a, a, a for example a guy from healthcare can be a, be- yeah. a better better medic with with tech it multiplies our wishes that's right our will and and isn't that interesting that so much of therefore blockchain or or the or the promise of blockchain is this desire to be i suppose included so lots of people that i've met in yes. this space are upset at being excluded at some point by a government or control or by an institution or whatever. So they want inclusivity. So they're willing to create a system that cannot have exclusivity. By definition, as you said, once you put it on, it cannot be taken off, it cannot be changed. So everybody can have access and everybody can be included unconditionally uh, as, as a starting point. And, it, and it's, a, it's a fascinating thing because, again, when you look at the motivations of this industry and how it will proceed and the changes it will make to the world, which it will, um, you see these seeds initially, and, and I think we all kind of hope that these yes. positive things will yes, go on. I, I see it, but it is, it is um, it, it's not much. It's not much. There are just few guys out there um, passionate to develop tech. 99% of all people inside crypto are, are, are potioned by gains. They only want gains. Everyone who hodls some coin, hodl the coin, not because the tech is, is nice. They're hodling, they're buying them just to make the exit, get the fiat and buying a fucking clump. Oh, sorry. I don't know, it's a lot. Buy, buy bicycle, was that bicycle? No, no, a, a, a Lambo. Yeah, um, a Lambo. Yeah, yeah but, but, but you're right. But that, but that a lot of it is to do with this idea that the industry grew up in this speculator's paradise. And uh, behind it is the tech which is the blockchain tech, the DAOs, the smart contracts, the sophistication, this idea that we can reimagine a system like an economic system without the biases and without the exclusion, without the um, the, 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 the pyramid inequality that emerges from it. But then I think there's this kind of a realization as we build that system out, as we've had recently, I is that that it's not really... Not ready. Possible, yeah. People are not ready. Are not ready. The, the the average the average man who's working from the morning to the evening uh, have uh, child's wife. Uh, general humans don't need 
sorry to say it, they all of them talking about freedom, but they need government. They need the police. They need these safe spaces and they need this trust in some in, in, in some things in, in like like euro like dollar or whatever and I don't think that all these people will use crypto or will like to use crypto because it is um, you have to care on that what you're doing for example the moment we have our metamask yeah if I'm signed the, sm the wrong smart contract everything is away all my spendings everything is away and there is nobody I can go to and say, oh, I make a mistake. Can you book my money back? No, it's a way. It's just the, it's just the consequence for the freedom. If you make a choice, you have to care these consequences. And all these tools you're talking about, it, I think they will be still under control from people. Yeah. And this idea, just everything is decentralized and free. It maybe will be there, but not not a lot of people will touch it and and i think one of the uh, i was at recently i was at cons, uh, the consensus conference uh in austin and there was an interesting couple of presentations in there lots of crazy people of course but a couple of interesting presentations and um one of them was really about this idea of embedding values into the way that the technology especially for stable coins is being created mm -hmm. i didn't really understand what that was about when i first heard it and so i went back and started reading about it and researching about it. And, and I think it, it is to do with this idea of if you are going to put controls or constrictions or blacklists and things like that on, on the usage of coins, as we've seen, it's possible to do and people are doing it, um, then yeah. you have to be very careful this line that you walk because you're, you're now kind of, you're no longer in this total freedom, total decentralization world. And you've not really been, I suppose, certified or accredited to be the governor right you've kind of self-appointed yourself <laughs> as the governor yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah but that is what about i mean they people developing tech people developing itself but in general there's a concept i call it uh, social darwinism only the strongest and smartest survive. This 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 rule worked around about a hundred million years, and and bring the whole humankind to this point. And doesn't matter what will happen. Doesn't matter what will happen to this world and all this global warming and all these tax things. In hundred years or maybe in ten thousand years, we will have another humankind. We will have another people with other concepts, with other tech with other multiplicators. And it is very important to understand that this evolution needs tech, needs technology, needs, needs the will to go ahead, needs the will to make a next step and then the next step. And don't think about the fear, what can happen after this step? Maybe there's a cliff. Sure. Yeah, few, few people will fall down and say, okay, I, I fall down from the cliff, I'm out of the business. But the other one will stop for the cliff and say, ah, okay, it is not the way I have to go left or right. And these guys will evaluate the whole, the whole humankind. I, I, I think that's so maybe, really... maybe, maybe, maybe it's a bit hard to say this like this, but no, no, no. I, but I think, I think that's a very, I think it's a very powerful 
um, idea, which is that your ability to forecast the future is very limited. So really, yeah. your, your best kind of idea is your immediate next step. But if you're, even if your immediate next step is socially positive, it could lead yeah. to a terrible social negative. If it's socially positive, negative, it could lead to a very good positive. So our ability to forecast ahead and in this kind of Darwinian evolutionary chain is very limited, partly because it's random, partly because we just don't have good enough systems to understand the way that these systems work and change and actually feed into each other and so on. So I think as a result, trying to speculate as to whether this thing is good for the next generation or next is so limited. I just realized one thing. I mean, you are from Australia. That's right. Uh, from which country you are? You're from, from Australia. Yes. 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 Hundred years ago, the, not hundreds, many years ago, some brave men sitting in a small wooden boat, yeah, and driving over sea over, over weeks, months, just to find this place. And they don't thought about, oh, what will happen on the sea? Maybe we will be uh, fooled by a big kraken, don't know. And I think this is all about, it is what, what kind kind man is, what is what is about to be. Go ahead, do it. Take the full risk. Take the full, the full winnings. If, if you don't take it, another one will learn from your mistakes and bring the whole society forward. It's all about. And yeah, no, 100%. And I think this is where, again, I'd go even broader than that. I would say that the construct of morality or ethics or what is good or what is not good is something. Oh, oh yes, wait, 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 wait. let's go. Let's wait, go. Wait. It's, 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 we go deep. Let's not open that door too far because nobody knows what goes through it. But yeah. I, I've always found it difficult to have this conversation because what we consider as good for society or good for, good for individuals, it seems to be one system. So do I hurt this person? Do I starve this person today? And then there's a whole other system, which is around what's good for an entire race or humanity or civilization. And, and often we try to move between the two and we try and establish morality lines. And we say, look, uh, we will never take a life for any reason, even if it's for a greater good, even to save a hundred, all the usual kind of, this is a big, big conversation that we shouldn't open now. But what's interesting for me yes. is <laughs> we, we, we kind of open here a little bit of this idea that Technology and innovation is wild. It's like a wildfire. It requires you to embrace it, to run with it, to see how far it goes. If it wins, it wins. It becomes a superior. Mm. If it loses, it loses. Like we are living in a competitive capitalist or a competitive system where technologies uh, fight with each other all the time. And all we're doing is we're bringing another system of thinking we're into the world. We're already we may or may fighting. We're already fighting. I mean, we're already fighting. It's, it doesn't matter for me. Do I'm fighting, do my country, for example, I'm living in Germany and presenting uh, sending tanks to Ukraine. Yeah. And uh, there are Russians sending military and there's a fight. I mean, humans are fighting, humans making war. And for me, just to realize it, why to fear to fight a, a PC? Why to fear to, to fight a, a technical thing? I mean, we even fight. Yeah. Each day there is some war out there. There is some 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 bad things out there. I mean, it's okay. It, it makes it only strong. That's right. Because only only the the, the better idea survive a war, right. survive and, and, and exactly. a sink. And that's ultimately the only truth that we know, like in terms of the future, right? 
and that's yeah. that, that's what reality is but and on this beautiful note and we've got a little bit over time but i feel like this conversation could go oh. on for a while thank you so much for uh, joining us today roman i thank you very much stay healthy <laughs>